Are you sheltering in place, isolated, feeling alone? <coughs> well, then you're just like us. Hit me. From Studio P in Sausalito, the home of the quarantined hit, it's time for... Suckatash. Suckatash Shut-In, the Soundcast stimulus package featuring snippets from comedy... Soundcasts. And now, here's your host for this episode, Tyson Saner! Salutone, that's just me, Tyson Saner. I'm your every other Epi host for the show, which is Suckatash Shut In, the Soundcast Stimulus Package. Last week, Mark Hershon had the helm and brought you clips from four true crime soundcasts. If you were reading this, you would notice that the words true crime were in quotation marks in that previous sentence, as were the most recent use of those words a few seconds ago, but for different reasons. I use quotes because although the soundcasts he clipped were true crime themed, also in quotes, They were, in fact, all soundcasts that parodied true crime as a genre, and true crime soundcasts as a genre of soundcasts. They were A Very Fatal Murder, Dunn Disappeared, My Neighbors Are Dead, and This Sounds Serious, and I urge you to check out that episode for a taste of all of those. It's episode 219. But this is episode 220, and I've got clips for you for this episode. The clips I've selected for you are from The Whaley Family Hour, You're Dead to Me, and Two Bears, One Cave with Tom Zagura and Bert Kreischer. I've also got special advertisements from both of our fake sponsors, Henderson's Pants and from Poetry.com, as per usual. And we here at Suckatash are still on the lookout for a real sponsor, just in case any are listening. And away we go. Leading the pack tonight, the Whaley Family Hour from Frank Whaley and Heather Whaley. Its description says, Spend way less than an hour... With Frank Whaley of Pulp Fiction and Marvel's Luke Cage and Field of Dreams, and Heather Whaley, author of Eat Your Feelings, Recipes for Self-Loathing, as they huddle through the pandemic in a closet. Yes, so they started this podcast, which is appears to be, it seems to be like three times a week, if not more. Uh, I, I want to say it's every day, but there are dates missing, so I it's just a very frequently released, and not an hour-long soundcast, from actor Frank Whaley and uh, his wife who is also an author so this is from their first episode it's called episode one is this thing on it's from march 20th of 2020 and its description just says greetings from underneath a blanket in the downstairs closet i'll let the show speak for itself so we just wanted to tell you a little bit about how we're spending our day during this so how's your how's your pandemic going so far my my pandemic is uh going about as you you would expect i get up every morning i take my temperature, I panic a little, and I look at the news, and then I call my mom to make sure that she's staying home and inside. She's by herself. I don't want her leaving the house. And then I I work on a puzzle, something like that, go for a walk. It seemed kind of novel in the beginning, no pun intended. Novel corona. Yeah. It seemed like kind of like it might be, all right, here we are. We have have a safe place. We have a roof over our head. But... I would say this is day four for me. For us, I would say it's day this four. This is day six, but it's day four for the kids not being in school. Right. When do we, when, when, yes. So I, 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 I would, I would trace the origins of the lockdown to, to the when day. school, yeah. when school was canceled. Yeah, so I'll say this is day six mm-hmm. of so pandemic how, 2020. How are you spending your pandemic? How, how are you enjoying your? 
well, your coronavirus. I'll give you. I, I you don't. I, he Frank does not have the coronavirus, as far as we know. By no, the way, no, 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 I don't. And I, I, I. Well, I don't. I might. I don't know. I haven't been tested, but you know, I, I'm I'm symptomless right, right. now. Right. Um. Except now, I feel like every uh, every. You few know, m- normally you're just a little simple. Yeah. Simple. Every few minutes, I feel like. Some chills. I feel like I, I feel like every fifteen minutes I feel like I have the coronavirus. Me too. Me too. Um, like today, I was thinking I'm I'm lethargic. Yeah. Uh, I I have a malaise. Yeah, but that could also just be because this is very, like, it makes you feel very anxious. Right. You're not doing the things you normally like to do. Right. And that. I, yeah. And then I looked up malaise and I realized I don't, I, you, know, I don't you don't really have, have malaise. No, no. And um, and I was just I, I was lethargic because I was lying in bed, I think. Right. But, um, but anyway, my pandemic, I mean, basically, I've been trying to figure out things to do when the pandemic's over that I can say I did. I, I accomplished Like this podcast. Right. So what I've been doing, mostly, sorry to interrupt you. Which is not really an accomplishment. We're just sitting in a closet Well, no, for me it is because what I've been mostly doing for the past six days is figuring out how to make a podcast. Right. I got all this equipment. I got a microphone. I watch a lot of YouTube videos on how to make a podcast. But when you say you got a lot of – you got all this equipment, we went to Guitar Center and bought a microphone. We went to Guitar Center and bought a microphone and then we had to go back to Guitar Center the other day because it was the wrong cord. Right. And I'm really afraid that we – Got the coronavirus at the second trip to Guitar Center, which would just – it would serve us right. Right. You don't go to Guitar Center in a pandemic. The worst thing that I probably have done – the, the, the thing the, – I'm going to get the pandemic either from my last visit to Club 24, my local uh. gym, where the average age is 73. And I'm convinced that everyone in that gym had the coronavirus. Oh, my God. And here I am without a care in the world running on the treadmill – Watching my iPad, watching a horrible documentary about Mickey Jones, who was the drummer on the uh, the, the first monkeys. No, oh. the, he was the. I don't know why I was. Why watching would they this. make a documentary about one guy in the monkeys? I was watching a documentary. There's no. There's Davy Jones in the monkeys. But, Mickey, but there was a Mickey. Yeah, the Mickey Dolans. He was, uh, yeah, yeah. But, but, but this was about the guy who was. No the, offense to Mickey Dolans. This was about the guy who was the drummer. On Bob Dylan's first oh electric tour. Oh, my God, this tour. is so boring. This yeah. is the worst. You're the, telling me about some documentary that you watched at the gym. Right. Anyway, here I am running on the treadmill, not a care in the world, and that was only a few days ago. Right. Anyway, um, so I was saying, I'm going to try to use this pandemic, like most people, I'm sure, like a lot of people, to try to... Better to try yourself. To improve myself. You know, right. I was thinking maybe... Because I'm I'm a, I'm I'm a very... I've, I've become in my, you know, I'm, I'm in my mid-40s, and... I've become very, I feel like I've become very, um, I mean, I think I, I'm pretty sure I have OCD. On, yes, um, I could have diagnosed that right. a long time ago. I'm not, I'm, that's self-diagnosed. Yeah. I haven't, I, I, but I have, I realize that I'm in a, I'm You're a, a creature of habit. You really am. And, you really are. I you eat the same some, thing every day. I eat, I've been you eating the same, the same things every day. Well, I've been wearing the same gym clothes. Ugh. But I wash them from time to time. Right. But I think I feel like I've really gotten into almost Rain Man territory. So you're gonna shake it up a little. I'm gonna try, you're but shake it up. I, you know, I mean, I mean, I've been eating the same dinner for the past six months. I know. Do you I want know. you want to talk about what Frank that is? Frank eats greens. He eats a lot of greens, right. like and then like m- 
collard greens, broccoli. He puts mushrooms in there. Again, this is not very good podcast content. Well, no, but what I'm saying is I'm going to try to... What I, Frankie's for dinner, especially when what you eat for dinner is kind of boring. Yeah, but why can't that be a segment, what Frank eats for dinner? Because it's always the same thing. Right. So if you like that and you'd like to find their webpage, it is uh, at www.whaleyfamilyhour.com. That is uh, tridub and then W-H-A-L-E-Y-F-A-M-I-L-Y-H-O-U-R.com. They are also on Spotify. And you can find the show, Heather Whaley and Frank Whaley on Twitter. And we'll put the Twitter links on the blog at SuckatashShow.com. Next up from the BBC, a soundcast called You're Dead to Me. I did not mean to do that. The history podcast for people who don't like history. And those who do, says the description. It goes on further to say, Greg Jenner brings together the best names in comedy and history to learn and laugh about the past. It's actually two of my favorite subjects. Um, And when combined... I actually like that more than either of those separately. I think it's safe to say. So the clip is from the episode from February 28th, 2020, their episode on Mary Shelley, and its description says, Greg Jenner is joined by a literary expert, Dr. Corin Throsby, and comedian Lauren Pattinson to explore the often turbulent life of literary icon Mary Shelley. Join us as we all question our life achievements while discussing the groundbreaking work Mary produced by the age of just 20 how far she was prepared to walk for love, and arguably the most gothic first date in history. So she spends her childhood in London, and she's hanging around with sort of people who know her dad, really. So fancy people, clever people, intellectual people. Does this introduce her then to the love of her life? Yeah, it is. Um, So Percy Bysshe Shelley was basically a posh boy who didn't want to be posh whose dad was a conservative MP and also a member of the aristocracy. Uh, Shelley went to Eton and Oxford, but he was totally anti-establishment and he (laughs) managed to get himself kicked out of Oxford for handing out in front of chapel a pamphlet called The Necessity of Atheism. I love him. Which at the time was totally scandalous. (laughs) So he's kicked out of Oxford. He's a radical thinker. He was a vegetarian. And he was just so committed to his political ideas. I didn't even know they had vegetarians in them days. Well, it was very unusual, Lauren. Yeah. And he was really, really, really committed to it. He was sort of borderline vegan. Um, What a lad. Yeah. Um, he sounds class. I bet if I'd met him at uni, I'd hate him, though. Like, oh, right, there's Percy with his pamphlets again. Yeah, he, <laughs> he definitely was very earnest. Yeah. There's also this thing that he was so posh, but he's wanting to bring down the class system. He's wanting to bring down yeah. the aristocracy. He was obviously a fan of Mary's dad, because Mary's dad was also a radical philosopher. Mm. Um, Percy had read his work, loved it, and started to write to him in what was basically kind of a fanboy way, made content. And these two, at this time, William Godwin was in a bit of financial trouble. And he was a little bit like, oh, this rich aristocratic guy <laughs> might be my, you know, might be a bit of a meal ticket. So they're in a correspondence. And then that is how Mary meets him. Yeah. So Mary spent a bit of time in Scotland and she's come back down to London. Yeah. Right? She got sent up to Scotland, um, possibly for her health. Um, mm-hmm. And she went and stayed with another radical philosophical family.
Kelly up there. She loved Scotland. Maybe it's because they're all pale up there. They were like, yeah. go up there. You'll yeah. blend in. Go be with your people. <laughs> yeah. The redhead. Yeah. People are staring, Mary. <laughs> um, and she came in. Famously, she was wearing a little tartan skirt when she uh, met Percy. She'd been in Scotland. And yeah, they fell in love instantly, is the is the legend. And she, how old is she here? Like 15? She is like six, sort of 16. Uh, okay, so point. it's not too creepy. <laughs> it's not too creepy. And, and Percy Bish is young as well. Okay, how old is he? He might be like 20. That is creepy. Point, Hang say. on. No, I'm, I'm stepping in here. That's creepy. <laughs> that's too... 21 at this point. Yeah. Uh, that's not fine. That's not. That's He's not like cool. that student on campus hanging around the freshers. He's yeah. like a mature student. Yeah. Hey, kids. And learn some knowledge. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so, and he's doing the big, like, I'm a romantic, I'm a radical, I'm politically, like, edgy, but I love your dad. Surely you want a boyfriend who is, like, yeah. kicking off against the parents. Don't worry, Greg. Her dad soon turns. Oh. Okay. Um, but at this point, Mary kind of loved her mum and dad, too, and really defined herself in okay. terms of her mum and dad. So she loves the fact that Percy's also into their oh. ideas. So she was, like, flattered by it. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. He was a really charismatic guy, and oh. she completely fell for him. Because I love my mum. She works at Morrison's on the cafe. And if someone ever came to me and was like, your mum makes the best cups of tea... I want to be your girlfriend. They'd be like, she does make the best cups of tea. <laughs> yeah, I'd be well chuffed. Someone yeah. respects my mum for what she does. Lauren, you, you have a nice boyfriend. You mentioned the way in. Uh, what yeah. was your sort of first date like? What, what kind of uh, stuff did you do? I was 45 minutes late <laughs> <laughs> because uh, I'm not good at timekeeping, but I thought you might as well learn that now. Um, <laughs> we went to a pub and had a couple of drinks. Okay. Do you nice. want to know about the first dates that uh, Mary and Percy had? Was she on time? I can imagine she would be a timekeeper. I, you know, we don't know that. Yeah. But where do you think they had their first sort of I dates? I bet it was something gothy. Did mm. they go to a graveyard? Oh, yeah. Did, did they raise the dead? <laughs> Bingo. And not just any graveyard. No, they oh, went was it a to... mum's graveyard? Yeah. Oh, Mary. Yeah. What are you doing? And Lauren, it, it, it gets worse. <laughs> they, I mean, we don't know for sure. Please don't tell me they had sex in the grave. Yeah. Mary! <laughs> I'm starting to resonate with you. <laughs> There's no more goth than losing your virginity on your mum's grave. grave. I mean, you're, you're boning on the bones of your mum, and it's really <laughs> you're really committing to the kind of goth and life. You said she she felt really guilty about what she'd done to her mum. That's not making it better. <laughs> That's not helping anyone. I feel like her mum might have been down with it. I don't oh, know. I mean, that's, that's like a weird just the hand the and just no, the no, soil for a yeah. high five. But <laughs> also, Percy must have been like. This is weird. I mean, you know, I'm down with the sex stuff, but like, does it have to be here with your yeah. mum watching? Did she tell him beforehand it was her mum's grave, or was it like a big reveal at the end? Like, <laughs> surprise! Do you want to meet my mum? You already have. <laughs> anyway, that's that's very much Mary what Shelley. That? The goth life is strong with bar. this one. So you can find that at www.bbc.co.uk, co-co, and of course you can also find it on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or any other places that fine soundcasting could be found, uh, eaten and digested. But not passed, because that would be gross. This is the sound of power. This is the sound of confidence. This is the sound of style. This is the sound of liberty. This is the sound of security. This is the sound of Henderson's pressure cooker pants. 
In today's world, the simple act of living your life can unexpectedly lead to serious, even lethal consequences. That's why you need Henderson's Pressure Cooker Pants. The power of heavy-duty stainless steel plating, combined with the flexibility of airtight silicone gasket sealants, create a fit that's comfortable, stylish, and able to withstand near-field medium to moderate explosions without missing a step. Fight back. Put the power of the pressure cooker to work for you. With Henderson's DHS approval pending pressure cooker pants, slacks, and athletic wear. Originally designed for executive chef assistants, marathon runners, and the military, Henderson's pressure cooker pants are available wherever fine culinary accessories and army surplus and survival gear are available. That's Henderson's, cooking up the best in protective fashion wear since 1863. And now back to more of Succotash. This episode of Succotash is sponsored in part by TrumpPoetry.com, a chronological ode to a fake muse. Enjoy a rhyming spin on the news of the day every day, as well as over 500 archived daily verses thoroughly covering the White House, America, and the world with a sticky caramel coating that's impossible to remove. That's TrumPoetry.com. Everything you need to know in rhyming couplets. TrumpPoetry.com. Yes, TrumpPoetry.com. This show's entry is from September 12th, 2020. It is number 130, and it goes like this. Yes, Trump is so mean and unfair, and COVID is really a scare. To write more, I've tried, but I'm preoccupied with all of this shit in the air. And to those of you who uh, don't get this because you're that far into the future, there are fires all over California right now, and satellite imagery is, shows smoke completely obscuring the west coast of the United States of America. Anyway, yeah, so it's it's quite something. And finally tonight, Two Bears, One Cave with Tom Segura and Bert Kreischer from YMH Studios. Its description says, Weekly, comedian best friends Tom Segura and Bert Kreischer get together in the Bear Cave at YMH Studios to do what bears do, make each other laugh. Yes, they've been putting out episodes of Two Bears, One Cave for some time now. Um, I am a fan of both Bertcast and Your Mom's House, the uh, soundcast in question, that these two uh, have separately. And I'm glad they decided to start doing a uh, a soundcast, but... This is actually the first one I've listened to of it, even though they uh, have, uh, even though their show is in their 40s at this point, as far as their releases. It's because I've been listening to other soundcasts, and, you know, there's that thing called life that people have. Anyway, the clip is from August 31st, 2020. It's episode 45, and its description says, Tom Segura and Bert Kreischer start off this episode of Two Bears, One Cave by discussing Tom getting drunk over the weekend. Bert then shares what his weekend was like and why he got kicked out of someone's house. They discuss their want to hire a private investigator to be on retainer, their old nicknames, and guys that wear cologne. Tom wraps up the show by sharing a video of him singing to his son. <laughs> yes, that was fun. I did not include that as a clip here, but I did include some of the talk of hiring a private investigator. Um, enjoy. I want to talk to you about, uh, I think, right. you know, I don't know if this will work the way I think it should. I think one of the things that's very big in podcasting, because I'm a big podcast fan, mm-hmm. is having a hot take on people getting canceled. 
Mm-hmm. And so what we should do, because all our friends are getting canceled, what we should do is each give our hot take so that you can just plug it in for anyone. Oh, so okay. like, So like say, say someone gets canceled, we should do a defending them one and then a, hey, listen, writing them off one. And then that way people can just grab these and then just go Bert and Tom react to who's ever next okay like amy schumer whatever you know so like okay she's getting definitely getting canceled you hear what happened with her no never mind i won't bring it up so see that's how it starts and then, and then we gotta we'll do our coverall <laughs> fucking by the way i can't believe we joke about getting canceled it's my biggest fear in the world getting canceled yeah like and because you know you don't know it's coming right or you do know it's coming and they tell you, just giving you, oh, I need your response to this article. And well, you, you know, if you if you get a phone call like, hey, how do you want to re- respond to these allegations? You're you're cooked, dude. That's yeah. why we need. That's this is why I say we need a private investigator on retainer. Okay, like a legit, legit, old school like gumshoe alcoholic. Guy. Yeah, okay. Fucking smoking cigarettes, sixty-four Cadillac Coupe de Ville, beat to hell, fucking pistol. <laughs> he might not like, be the best PI. <laughs> no, that's what I. We need that guy. Oh, he just up. <laughs> Bert, Tom, I got that report. <laughs> I did that uh, research you needed. I've been up all night out in Simi Valley. Did you know that guy's dead. We're like, not that guy, dumb shit. <laughs> How great would it be if we had a private investigator on retainer? Like yeah. I'm talking, like actually, I'm thinking, what if we step it up a little bit, right? And what if like, we hire a PI, yeah. put on a retainer, and instead of being like, "Hey, get us some stuff," we go, "Hey, ruin these people." I'm like, gonna do we, that. You too. know what I mean? So, like, find some dirt on these people and then leak it to these sources, and let's start ruining some people's lives. You know, I, I, I'm. <laughs> if I, I think that's a brilliant idea. Yeah. Yeah, like we we it's not lawyer up, we PI up. Yeah. So what we You need, know you know who the the most fun would be to do is to get some of these like real mouthy types out there who are, you know, really sharing the opinion and be like, "Hey, do a deep dive on this person's like college, high school days." You know like when a Supreme Court justice is nominated and then they're like This uh, is what I'm fucking talking yeah. about, Tom. If yeah. we get a PI who just and we just have a we just have a a, a fucking it's not going to be cheap that's why the new patreon that we all right sorry <laughs> go ahead <laughs> sorry. it would be and we just did deep dives on all our enemies and then yeah. we had a dossier like you go uh hey eddie griffin was talking shit about you and you're like huh and you go tick 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 <laughs> uh let me ask you about that time in richmond he's like well, okay never mind you guys are good guys you guys are good guys because <laughs> everyone's got dirt on them everyone has and dirt. that's what that's what's crazy about what happens with uh online is people that's why I don't reply to fucking shit. It's a good idea. I don't reply to shit because here's what happens, right? This is what I believe happens. You come out and you reply to shit and then someone sees you for the phony you are, who knows who you really are, and then they go, hmm, I don't like the way that tastes in my mouth. Yeah. I think I'm going to take you down a notch. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like, uh, it's like I'm joking about Amy Schumer, obviously, but like what happens was... She, what she is the perfect example of the fucking cancel culture culture going crazy is that she was this like beloved comic to all dudes like dudes all the New York scene loved her when she first did like the roasts everyone was on her fucking team yeah and then what happened was she spoke up for an issue she believed in 
which was feminism or women's rights or whatever. But it was like whatever it was, it went against the party lines of what these bros were into. Yeah. And they went, I actually, we know you better than they do. And we've been watching you. And and for the record, we weren't going to say shit when you were on our team. But now that you're not, what about Patrice's jokes? What about all this shit? What about the time you said you did this in your book? Or, you know, like, and then they just start lighting her up because you can't, she, and by the way, I think she has a right to do what, speak about whatever political topic she wants to. Sure. But once you start getting into that lane, then all those people that were your fans that don't agree with your politics, then they have all this ammo because they were your fan. They were your fan. Right. They know everything about you. Right. Like, I, I know that I can't turn my back on these motherfuckers watching this and your mom's house people because they have so much dirt on me. Like, and, and so that's why I don't say politics because if yeah. I come out politics-wise until I get my private investigator. Yeah. And then fucking... Hey, here's the thing. I think you got to get a top tier one. Well, hold on. We're going to share them. Okay. Yeah, we're tethered. So we need to make sure that we got each other's backs. That's why we get one PI. I have your back. I got your, I got your fucking back. Why well, you say it like that? Oh, because it's been tough at times. That's the interesting thing. <laughs> what? Oh, fucking Garth Brooks people call me and they're like, hey man, what's up with the fucking thing? No, I'm kidding. But it's, it is crazy is that like, that's what, that's, that's where cancel culture shows up is when you look hypocritical. That's why I'm amazed that people just fucking throwing rocks like crazy. And you can find the show Two Bears, One Cave everywhere that you can find fine soundcasts, including iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube. In this case, they have a YouTube presence, yes, as does Birdcast and as does Your Mom's House. And there it is, and here we are, together at the end of it. I hope you enjoyed this sampling of soundcasts during your extended period of home dwelling, or any time, really. I hope this show encourages you to find out more about the world of soundcasting from the various sources that you can use to find their shows, and, and of course, more episodes of our show. We appreciate you listening. If you are listening to us through a service of some type that includes audience participation in the form of a ratings mechanism, anywhere to utilize that to give us a favorable review, we truly appreciate that as well. Some of us going through this time of plague together might have accidentally discovered that they enjoy hearing other people have conversations in a totally not illegally surveilling sort of way due to us here at Succotash, and I wonder now where that will take you. Will you be back next week? Will you be on to something else? Will you plumb the depths of our archive at www.succotashshow.com and discover shows that we featured in the last almost a decade? Will you recommend us to your friends? We'd appreciate it if you did. That's what we mean when we ask you politely to please pass the Succotash. You've been listening to Succotash Shut In, the Soundcast Stimulus Package, with your host, Tyson Saner. Brought to you by Henderson's Pants, TrumpPoetry.com, and... Imagine your company's name right here. Find us on the web at SuccotashShow.com, on iTunes, on Stitcher, on iHeartRadio, on YouTube, on SoundCloud, on the <laughs> laughable app, and tattooed on your mother's rear end. You can hear us streaming and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Succotash Show. Email us at T-Y-S-O-N at SuccotashShow.com. Or call into the Succotash Skype line at our toll call number 818-921-7212. You can also upload clips from your favorite comedy soundcast directly to us using our direct upload link at Hightail.com slash U slash Succotash. 
Production of Suckatash is overseen by Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P. Sausalito, the home of the hit. Our hosts are Mark Hershon and Tyson Sainer. Our musical director is Scott Carvey. Our booth assistant is still Kenny Durgis. And until next time, I'm your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please wash your hands and pass the Suckatash. Goodbye. This has been a Succotash Patch production.